0: Watch me flip the switch like this. Watch me flip the switch like this. Raised from the grave, time to wake up. Active in my faith, time to stay up. Watch me flip the switch like this. Watch me flip the switch like this. Switch like this. Welcome to the podcast where we flip the switch on everything. 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 From self-esteem and identity to being free, from spirituality to religion and kingdom, uh, uh, relationships, I'm talking about everything. We are your hosts, Mark Augustus and Deandra Official. This is your podcast. This is your podcast. Not just ours, but this is y'all podcast. The Flip the Switch podcast. What's up, bro?
1: What's happening,
0: man? Oh man, nothing much, bro. I can't really call it today, you know what I'm saying? I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I right. been, been up since 2. You been up since 2. Yeah, bro, 2 a.m., bro. That that's that's a lot. My wife she was like, "Aren't you going to go to sleep?" I was like, "Nah." <laughs> Cuz I didn't want to oversleep, you know? Feel me? Like I did I did not want to oversleep. So no, listen. Listen. You, how how you doing today before we get into this? How you doing today?
1: I'm I'm good, man. You know, I I wish I would have woke up a little bit earlier, but I'm good. Though.
0: I feel it. I feel it. Let me give. Actually,
1: little... I had woke up. I just didn't get out of bed. I wish I would really have got out of bed
0: earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, sleep. what time you? What time did you wake up then?
1: I woke up probably about the first time I woke up about six. I went back to sleep. I woke up again about seven. <laughs> I just
0: didn't get out of bed. Ah, oh, come on, man. You gotta, you gotta push don't yourself. Don't, don't, don't. You you was technically late this morning because you didn't wake up at your the the right time. <laughs> So you was technically late this morning, bro, but it's all good, man, you know, we got to do what we got to do. It is what it is. You still woke up, so it's all good. Yeah, I'm glad you're here, bro. Um, So listen, listen. So before we get into the, the random opinion of the week and the highlight of the week and the message of today, I want to recap real quick from last week's episode, uh, especially because this is a series. So, last week, for the people that don't know, maybe haven't listened to the podcast from last week yet, which is the second episode of the Flip the Switch podcast, last week we started on a series on identity crisis, and we we talked about things that would basically hinder people from seeing their true identity, uh, which also lies in Christ Jesus, so Really, truthfully, the only way for you to have a clear understanding of what your identity is is to actually be in relationship with Jesus, right? Um, But from last week, we talked about not only having identity and understanding identity, but we also talked about healing and taking the time during this quarantine to start the healing process. Some people, uh, I remember, matter of fact, just last night on the on your on your Instagram live, when you were doing your life. What do you call it again? You call it a, a life, life, training class. life training class. So, yeah, there we go. On the life training class on the IG Live, somebody actually said that they were getting ready to start therapy after this quarantine is over. Yep,
1: yep.
0: That is amazing to even have a plan. So, even if they're not actually going through the process, per se, of healing right now, at least they're planning for it.
1: Planning on it. Yep, and if
0: yep. you're at least doing that much, you're still winning. you still winning. So, that means you won during the quarantine, in my opinion. Exactly. You
1: found
0: real growth. Exactly. Yeah, like right Yeah, 100. So, um, so I'm grateful to see something like that. Um, and even though, I don't know if they maybe had listened to the podcast last week or not. I don't know. You know what I mean? But what I do know is at the end of the day, I'm grateful to see that we're not the only ones talking about it. And that I'm grateful to see other people that i know like other pastors they're not just encouraging that but it's good to see other people get on for instance your instagram live and actually talk about yo i'm actually getting ready to go through some therapy even me uh i'm actually getting ready to go ahead and start therapy in a few weeks or so so you know it's just man just Wait, 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 we
1: can't just breeze
0: past that. No, I'm not breathing. I'm not trying to breeze past it. I'm just trying to get through this recap. You know what I mean? I don't want to you take up too much therapy. time. I didn't know this. Well, I did it before, but I couldn't keep up with it. But yeah. now I'm just like, yo, like I have to make that a priority. Okay. Like before I didn't necessarily make make there it a priority. Three groups of people that we
1: both fit in. Actually, three groups of people that we both fit in that don't really go to therapy uh christians
0: mm-hmm. christians don't go to therapy black people so
1: we just we just broke three, three right stereotypes right <laughs> at
0: once that so that's proud to hear that, man. hey man thank you thank you and and yeah that that's what this podcast is all about we, we breaking barriers we breaking that's I don't want to say tradition. I mean, we are doing that too, but we're breaking oh, yeah. stigmas. We're breaking stigmas. That's what I was trying to get at. Right. We're breaking stigmas. We're, 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 de- we're, we are what I consider to be two of the few degenerates of religion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, as, as I, for those that may not know me, well enough to know I love wrestling. I've been I grew up on wrestling. Okay, the Attitude Era was the best era of all time even to this day, right? You had the great Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid. You had Triple H and China and Rick Rude. They were all together and Shawn Michaels said in one of their promos, "You make the rules, we will break them." listen when it comes to these rules of religion i'm not talking about all of them because i do think some of them help in some way shape or form or they're beneficial but what i am saying is when it goes against the the moralities and the the morals and the the rules the 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 benefits of being a kingdom citizen oh bro i'm breaking them period when
1: it separates people from god
0: yeah yeah if it's gonna separate me from having a real authentic relationship with him, that's it. You can you can you can count on me to break that rule. Period. I, I <laughs> so let's see. All right man. Uh so ready yeah. for this
1: man? you ready? For
0: this random yeah, 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 yeah. What's up? Yeah. What's up? All right, man. I'm ready to argue.
1: So I put sugar
0: in my grace, man. <laughs> Aw man, we can't argue that.
1: And grits.
0: Oh, you like that? You yeah. Like that? Let
1: me
0: let me stretch it. I eat cheese grits with sugar and salt in it. I can't go against that. You do it all? I don't now I, now I will say, let me say this. Let me say this. This is how I run it down. I run it down by I start my water, obviously. Then I put the salt in the water. And I let it get to the boiling point. Mm-hmm. Once I do that, I put my grits in. Mm -hmm. Once I take now, this is how I actually make the grits. I'm telling y'all how I make the grits, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I leave the grits in the pot. I put the butter and the sugar while the in the grits while it's still in the pot So it gets all of it. So when I actually take it out I'm not putting butter in every time. I just take a uh, I get a bowl. I'm actually already set on that I'm telling you that's the business now adding the cheese it's optional for me. I'm not against it, but I have had it and I loved it, so uh, that's why I'm not against it. So we're not arguing today.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, we are in agreement. We she in we agree. in wholehearted agreement. <laughs> See, I knew you was one of my best friends for a reason. That raisin brand though, we got to talk about. We still got to talk. We still got to get you delivered from the you know raisin brand being your number hey, one. Brand hey, you know something real funny though? Real just real quick, just randomly funny. I was in Sam's Club a couple of days ago, and I was going down the aisles with all the cereals. Tell me why they didn't have no Captain Crunch, let alone Captain Crunch Berries, or Raisin Brand, the uh, the kind that you like. Really? They had the Raisin brand, they had the the OG Raisin brand, but they didn't have the Raisin brand with the—I think it's what the almonds—is that what they have in it? Oh yeah,
1: the crunch. Yeah.
0: Really? Yeah, they didn't have that. I said, wait, what? Really? I, and so I found that funny because we just said, you know, we just had the the random opinion of Captain Crunch Berries. Versus I guess the saying? Right, I was like, "Yo, what they trying to say?" You know, but I, I just like I laughed about it in the store when when I was there. So listen, highlight of the week. oh man, we like we really can't have an argument today, cause like you know what I was in, like real quick, man. I know we supposed to be moving on, but real quick, right? So I pictured literally every time when I listened to the podcast, cause I listened to it like. Several times before we actually come into the next podcast, so or the next episode rather. Let me say it like that, the next episode. So I literally, I literally was picturing or envisioning people listening to the podcast and listening at that particular segment and actually like, oh no, that's not right, or oh no, like it's cinnamon toast crunch. What are these dudes talking about? Or oh no, it's fruity loops. What are these dudes talking about? Like I actually legitimately picture and envision people kind of like joining in on the conversation somebody as we go. So yeah, so that's why I was like, dang, we not arguing today because it's like I picture that. But I guarantee you... There's somebody
1: just going to disagree
0: with both of us. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they just going to have to argue with both of us today. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, highlight of the week. I actually, low key, I kind of felt like I could not find anybody else because I didn't want to just like I didn't want to do two weeks in a row for pastors, right? Or people that are in a pastoring position. But kinda can't help it. Um so my highlight for this week is a pastor over in Georgia. It's him and his wife, Pastor Larry Weathers and, and Pastor Ebony Weathers. They are phenomenal pastors, bro. Yeah. Um, I've
1: seen some of your posts from Larry Weathers.
0: Yeah. Bro. He is for me personally, but um, and I know that I know from seeing other comments on his page and her page and, and their posts and all that stuff that I'm not the only one that feels this way. But it's, and even though I don't know them personally, it's just when I see what they do online and I see what they do in their ministry and stuff, and I clearly I don't have a full view of it, but from what the view that I do have, It's phenomenal. It encourages me. Like, this podcast... Part of me... Part of the motivation that I get... Or part of the inspiration for the motivation that I get... For doing this podcast is because of them. The the boldness that they have to speak the unadulterated truth. Like, he studies. He studies everything he's talking about. So it's like, oh, if I just study... I can speak that boldly, too.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? And so when it, when we get into God's word and we start talking facts and truth, that's when I realized, yo, as long as you're talking facts and truth, you can be as bold as you want. Opinions, eh, you know. But when it's when it comes to facts and truth, because I, what I would do is I would start sometimes getting shy and afraid to speak certain truths because I feel, not so much that I know, but I feel that someone is going to get offended by it. And I don't be trying to offend people. But the truth of the matter is, you can't help what truth does.
1: Right. I told you, one of my mentors started asking me that question after my sermons. He would say, did you say everything that God told you to say? Mm. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And so, so I take that to heart. I got to make sure. And there's been moments, not, not just um, with sermons. But there's been moments in plays that I've even done because there's a lot of plays that I do at the church where they get me to do spoken words because they've, they've heard me rap. They've heard me do spoken word. And so when I get co- chosen to do a spoken word in front of the church, you know, sometimes I like to go for the jungle. You know what I mean? There right, was right. Thinking about like, dang, can I say that? And I always have to remember, say everything that God tells you to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I think this, there's certain ways we have to, of course, uh, uh, use... Certain different types of communication you want to communicate it in love but you got to say it <laughs> yeah man
0: it, and, and that's the thing that I've learned to finally become comfortable with is if I know that what I'm saying is a fact I'm going to do everything I can to say it in love I'm going to do it mm-hmm. everything I can to to make sure it's something that uh, people can receive
1: mm-hmm.
0: but even at that I can't force anybody to receive it. So all I can do is share the information, the facts, and the truths that I get, that I study and research and come to find out. All I can do is share it in love. After that, whether people receive it, don't receive it, whether people listen to the podcast, whether people listen to the music, whether people listen to me when I preach and, and speak and whatever, like, it is what it is. I can't force that.
1: Right, and I think intention has a lot to do with it, too. Absolutely. Like we're not just saying this to make you feel bad during our speaking moment. Absolutely. No, we really want you to change. You know
0: mm-hmm. what I mean?
1: Like I really want you to be different. I really want you to grow out of this. So mm-hmm. I think if you had the right intention behind it, it'll come out the right way.
0: Yeah, this is how I see it. Damn, I'm over here screen recording, and I got all these different notifications coming in right now. <laughs> but So this is how I see it, and then we're going to move on. Is... When we're sharing it, it's just, okay, hey, I got some information for you. And this is for you to have a better life.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not, you know what I mean? Like I'm not doing this to try to so much force you to change. Or we're not doing this to try to force you to do anything. Is we're doing it one because we're we ha- we're on assignment, but two because we want to see other people experience the benefits that God has for us that even we ourselves are experiencing. Right. And some of us we're not like some. I want people to understand this part, and I'm gonna really move on from this. Not every teacher, pastor, leader, motivational speaker, or whoever. Not all of them are when they're talking are. Fully into every benefit there is from God. They're just talking from the growth that they have experienced so far. But they're still progressing so that they can experience more. Right. I'm saying that because I want people to... I think that people fail to realize that just because they're talking so confidently about what they're talking about. I think they have it in their mind. Oh, they know it all, and they're they're they've they've made it. They they've gotten to that place, but it's like no, no, su-
1: no such things. That
0: exactly. Even the even the Bible says that. I think it's Paul who says it too. He says that I haven't arrived yet. Like I'm not so good at what I do, or I'm not so great that I'm just I've kind of like climaxed in my life, or I've reached the peak of my life. Like no, like I'm still trying to get better like I'm still maturing I'm still growing I'm still progressing and that's with every leader that I every great leader that I've ever looked up to they're always talking about trying to get better they're always talking about growing they're always talking about progressing and so I I hope that when the people listen to this they understand that not only for us But also for themselves and every person that is a leader in some type of leadership position as well, they have not arrived yet. So don't think that because they're talking about it, that that excludes you or that that it makes you less than or that you have to start thinking less of yourself. Like, no, they're basically we're all really in the same boat. It's just that God gives out unique assignments.
1: Right,
0: right, right. So, listen, with that said, um, I'm going to start it off like this. Um, For this week, we are starting a subtopic series called Kingdom Identity. This series is going to be fun. It's going to get serious, but it's going to get fun. Um, But before we actually get into that, there was a story that I brought up last week, and I wanted to... I wanted to bring it back up and give a little bit more detail into it because last week I didn't give detail, I just left it surface, but I feel like I did a disservice to the people. I think I even did a disservice to myself, but I feel like I really did a disservice to the people. Um, After the podcast ended uh, earlier this week, Dre and myself, we had a conversation, we talked about it and he brought it to my attention again for those that don't know we're friends this is one of my uh, closest friends so he he has the the right so to speak to kind of speak into <laughs> my life and sometimes i feel like he's the big brother right but listen he he spoke up to me he said man listen i feel like you left out details that really could have just helped people out people identify or they relate they relate to someone else's pain, someone else's struggle, and that's what helps them to push through. That's what helps them to to get through because when they hear that, oh, you went through this and they're going through something similar or they're going through the exact same thing, that helps them say, oh, okay, that gives them hope. So my aim with this is to really just share it so that someone can have hope that is produced in their life right now. So, I'm going to just recap it and kind of start back from the beginning, but I'll make it short. So, in 2008, last week I said it was 2010, but I I, I mixed up the times. It was 2008. 2008, um, I was was going to a church under a particular pastor, and he called me and someone else into his office for a meeting, said it was going to be about one thing. It was not about that. And it was completely blindsided about something else. So we were completely blindsided, not understanding what was going on. I asked the question. It was stated to, to us to when we leave the meeting, nobody talks about it. I was like, hey, because of the person I know in my relationship with them, I was like, well, can't we talk about it? Like, can I talk about it with this person? He says, and I quote, no, you're not smart enough. For me And On on top of that I actually had a, a relationship to a degree With the pastor So imagine me As a young adult Hearing my pastor Who I'm supposed to At least to some degree Have a trust With Tell me You're not smart enough to have a conversation yeah, about like that. you know what I mean? Like that. And don't now it it took time, but I I'm over it now. But I'm sharing that because it took a long time to actually get over that. To actually See, that, forgive for that. that. Go
1: ahead. now, I don't want to cut you off. Go
0: ahead. To actually heal from that. To actually be like, dang, that was one of those experiences now that I could look back over and say That helped make me who I am today. That was one of those things that helped shape my mentality initially in the wrong way. But now I can say, okay, that's not every pastor. That's not every leader. That's not every, you know, man. That's not every this and that. That's not everybody. Now I, I I don't have to discriminate.
1: Right.
0: You know what I mean? So now, I, I saw. I saw. I'll, I'll, I'll put this out there, and then you you can you know give your your response and whatnot. But I was looking at Smallville. For those that don't know what Smallville is, it's a show that started in 2001, ended in 2011, and it's about Superman, aka Clark Kent, who grows up in Smallville before he actually becomes Superman. It actually legitimately. Goes from the time he lands on Earth till mm-hmm. the moment he becomes Superman, right? In huh?
1: I must agree with that. Fire show.
0: Yeah, yeah it is. And I mean, now when I look at it, it's kind of cringeworthy at certain episodes and certain parts. It's old now. But exactly, exactly, like certain things. <laughs> so we ain't gotta get into that. But yeah, it, uh, it's because it's still a classic. I I pushed through the whole series. But I was cringing at certain parts. I was, I was like, y'all got to be kidding me. <laughs> so, I'm watching Smallville, and there's a part. This is in season ten. It is, ep- it is the I want to say it's the second to the last episode. It's episode twenty one of season ten. It's a two part finale. Season, uh, I mean, sorry, not season. Episode twenty one. Clark he's getting ready to get married to Lois Clark to Lois Clark to Lois Lane and he gets back home and he sees his mother in the living room now prior to this his mom sent them the deed with their names on it for them to have the house he thought and felt like okay we're going to go ahead and sell it and we're going to move to Metropolis The issue was, and they didn't like have a heated debate or anything, but the issue was that his mother sent him the deed for them to keep the the house and the land, the farmland, in the family. Clark's perspective at the time was, oh, well, you know, we just, uh, it's time to put the past in the past. It's okay to just let the past be the past. So he's thinking his mom is just trying to hold on to the past as much as possible. He's trying to leave the past behind him. But the issue for him was also that you're trying to put the past in the past. You cannot allow your guilt and your shame and anything that is negative about your past to live in your present. When you do that. You allow, you allow yourself, so to speak, to be subject to now pushing and burying all of your past down in the ground, six feet under, right? Mm-hmm. The problem with that is trying to bury your past means you also cover up the good stuff. You also bury the, the, the good memories and, and everything that's great from your past. Every lesson that you should have learned, could have learned, you bury that. Everything that is great, every uh, love and friend and, and whatever else was good about the past for you. When they say forget about the past and let the past be the past, it's such a blanketed statement that people don't realize. No, just. Don't take the guilt from the past with you. Let the guilt stay behind you. Let the the shame and the bitterness and the unforgiveness and the molestation and the rape. I I, I guess I'm gonna go there. You know the the molestation and the rape and the, the 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 premarital sex and the everything whatever it was for you. Leave that stuff in the past, but take all the lessons and take all the greatness of it with you right because that is what's going to help you to live out your present and head into your future what i did was because and she said she told him that he was basically that he was trying to leave the past in the past because it hurt too much mm-hmm. when she said that it hit home for me in a way that never hit i was like whoa and even though this the this particular story for me in my life wasn't something specifically that came up, but it helped me to realize that was one of those things that it hurt so much. So I was always trying to bury my past, which means I don't care what good lesson could come from it. I don't care if it could work for my good. I'm trying to leave that in the past because I don't want to think about it at all. And most people, they don't want to think about it at all, even if there is something that can help them in the present or in their future. So, what I'm saying is, don't bury the past, per se, or the, the past experiences. Bury the guilt and the shame and all the things that are negative about it in the past. Learn everything that you can from it. Believe certain things in, in the past or bury those things. Let Take everything else with you. Because even the memories of it, you can learn to start appreciating them. No ma- and, and this is going to sound crazy for some people that's really going through some stuff, even right now. But in some way, shape or form, you'll actually learn to appreciate even the trauma.
1: Yeah, yeah. I um I I call this
0: God changing the context of your memories. Mm. God can change the context
1: of your memories. I I used to not really be a fan of, of praise and worship when I was younger. Yeah. I used to go to church. Especially when I became friends with my wife before we really started dating what we used to do a lot of times was sit outside on the benches outside of the church and talk during praise and worship and then go in when he start preaching. Uh, (laughs) I didn't really like praise and worship like that. So we used to talk. (laughs) I didn't really understand it though. As I got older and it didn't start with, it didn't start at the church. It started at home. When I got older, And I started to try to have praise and worship at home. I didn't see this praise and worship, but I mean, a moment with God listening to music. You know, Mm. by myself, I'm listening to music, but my mind is on God. I'm listening to gospel music, so I'm focused on God. And what I noticed was the moments that brought tears to my eyes was me thinking about my past. But I wasn't thinking about my past and feeling bad about it. I was thinking about my past and loving how God brought me through it. Right. What God taught me from it, right? So it's the same memories. The context has been changed, though. So it's the same stuff I used to feel bad about that when I take it into praise and worship, when I take it into those moments with God, he changes the context of what I used to feel bad about. So then I pull up back to church, and I'm
0: like, oh, that's why they screaming. That's why they crying (laughs) Because they thinking about the things that they used to
1: feel bad about, God is making them feel good about it now. Right. Because he rescued them from it. Because he taught them something from it. So, yeah, you got to get the context of your memories changed. And God can do that. God can do that.
0: Absolutely. That's what's happened to me. Absolutely, bro. Uh, That's the same thing for me. Um, I'm going to just mention this real quick. There was an old friend of mine or whatever. And I, I I had something happen to me where... Basically, I had a friend of mine hurt me, right? I had a friend of mine hurt me. And just ma- trying to make this, the, the story short because I really want to get into the kingdom identity. Basically, what happened was I got hurt and I decided to give God my issue. Like, immediately. And... It was that I had faith. It wasn't. I wasn't focused on so much the issue as I was getting the results. I was looking for change. I was looking for transformation. And I truly believed in that moment. God, if I give you this, like if I legitimately give you my heart on this matter, I'm good. Right? So I, I went and I gave it to God. Went in prayer, gave it to God. Truly gave it to God. Walked away from that prayer. I was honestly to God good. Like I was honest to God good on it. Wasn't tripping. Later on, somebody asked me, well, and this is why you shouldn't always tell your testimony to everybody sometimes because mm-hmm. not everybody's ready to hear the testimony or not everybody can believe in the quickness of God's move, right? Right.
1: Yeah.
0: So I gave it to God. He, I truly know that I gave it to God because I walked away from the, 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 the prayer just good. Like I wasn't tripping. I wasn't. In my heart, I knew I was not tripping. I was good. I was like, okay, it's cool. Whatever. Later on, I don't know if, it, I can't remember if it was the same day or later on that week or something like that. But either way, I was asked, what you mean? How you good? Right? How you good from heartbreak? Mm -hmm. Like it couldn't have been that quick Couldn't have been People sometimes Will not Just go give things to God Because they don't think That God can work that quickly Or they don't believe That it's not for them to keep Like it's not Mm -hmm. for us to keep And I was I'm saying that because I want people to understand That God truly can change the context of any bad or negative experiences you've ever had in your life Right, i've been cheated on um i have been lied on by family members at that i've 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 been through things to where they can be traumatic and god has turned around and said okay i got you and i've been able to look back and say okay i've had rumors you know, on me, by family members that I thought were, you know, we were closer than that. It's cool, though. Like, it is what it is. Like, you can't, at the end of the day, you can't force people to be something that they're not or to do things that they don't want to do. Like, it is what it is. So you just got to, okay, God, help me out. Whatever happens with, with them on their end is them, but I have to open myself up to God and actually like, okay, I surrender and I'm good. And,
1: and that's why he said it, it comes with a peace that surpasses all understanding. Absolutely. People don't understand. You don't understand why you're good. You know what I mean? And I just have to be okay with that. Yeah. Fine. God already said y'all weren't go understand. So I don't expect you.
0: Too. That's faith. That's faith. That's real faith. So listen. So kingdom identity. Let's let's hop into this, man. This is, this is going to be good, bro. This is going to be good. I'm a, let me ask you before because this is actually your concept in all actuality and that's cool right but i I started digging into it, I was like yo like this is this is good like okay i i see it but let me ask you what is kingdom identity i i'm I'm gonna give my definition of what what it is or what I believe it to be um and and I actually took mine from studying so i i want to say it's really facts i just haven't necessarily seen it quoted like this but what 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 do you say kingdom identity is okay
1: so if identity is the characteristics that you have in the different facets of life right so um you know we all have different facets of life brother son me i'm a brother i'm a son i'm a husband I'm a father, you know, I'm a minister, and I have a different identity in all those different fields. I'm still me, right, but I have to operate differently in those different fields, Mm -hmm. so I have to identify with different characteristics for those different roles. So the kingdom is the, the, the country of God where we live in that's own this earth but not of this earth right and i feel like if you're in the kingdom then you're a king so you have a territory you have a domain your territory is your mentality your mentality and your different circumstances right but what it it looks like on earth what it looks like in front of people is the environment that you're a part of do you rule that environment as a king you're supposed to rule over your circumstances rule over your environment and the way I see kings is that if a king is over a territory, territory, the way that the king rules over the domain or the territory is by making sure that it grows. If I was a real king, then what I would do is make sure my territory is growing, make sure my subjects are good. Well, I don't want to call them subjects. Uh, the people who live in my area, make sure that they're good, make sure that they're growing, especially the economy. That would probably be the main thing that I'd be focused on, but I'm making sure that it grows. So, The kingdom identity is taking this idea that you rule over the circumstances or the territory or the facet of life that you're a part of and making sure that it grows. So how do I grow my relationship with my kids if I'm a father? How do Mm. I grow my relationship with my wife if I'm a husband? How do I grow my relationship um, as a brother? How do I grow these things? Uh, So to me, that's the kingdom identity. I'm a king in this situation and I ruled over the circumstances, so I gotta make things grow.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let let me get into. I um, man, I love that too. I love how you broke that down. Um, let's get into it. The the kingdom identity. This is what I wrote down, or rather, what I typed up. Right. The kingdom identity is the foundation of identity, which is the image and likeness characteristics of God, and the unique design every human being has. Mm-hmm. Right, so let's jump a little further into that because you said that identity is the characteristics. You, you, I'm paraphrasing what you said because I'm, I'm actually taking what I wrote from the New Oxford American Dictionary. It says the characteristics determining who or what a person or thing is. Same thing that you said, just different wording.
1: Right.
0: So, but if we take the two, we take kingdom and we take identity and you put it together because identity by itself is basically. What I just said, right? Right. But when you take kingdom and you add that to it, it is taking what God did when he created every human being on the planet. And the foundation of identity starts with that. It is being made in a fashion that is just like God. We don't share every attribute that he has with him. But he definitely gave us a lot of the same attributes for instance, we can create God can create we can create now he can he can do it on a on another level and another dimension that we can't but we can still create right, right? right The kingdom part of the identity comes from as you just stated that the kingdom is the country that God is from and where we are from right? Our, the kingdom part of the kingdom identity comes from Him giving us the dominion to have rule over our domain, and that domain is our mind. I want you in a, in just a minute because you did a you did a episode on your podcast Visionaries Only. You did an episode where the acronym was called Work. I need you though on when just a few minutes to really elaborate a little bit more on the K part of that, mm-hmm. right? When we understand that we are citizens as believers, we are citizens in God's kingdom, which makes us by default kings. Mm-hmm. Kings, bro. Like what kingdom on this planet do you know that in a kingdom, every person, every citizen in that kingdom is a king? Is a
1: king. All right, all right, all right. You God can't can
0: have peasants. have subjects. Exactly, bro. We work with God. We don't just, we're not just God's creation. He made it so that we can not only talk with him, like you said last night on your ID live, but we can also work with him. Right. So that means that he's not going to do everything for us. Just a sidebar for people that think that God is a magician or that God does all the work and that all you got to do is just ask for it. Yes, in some cases, don't get me wrong, in some cases, if you ask for it, he'll give it to you. But in the majority of cases, I would say ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, you actually have to put in work. Right. Now if it's something that is just completely out of your control, like out of your your range of abilities to do, then yeah, God takes care of that. That's God's job at that point. That's his responsibility. But if there is something in regards to that particular subject, encounter, experience, whatever, event that you can take care of, God actually wants you to take care of that. He's not going to look at you and be like, oh, yeah, I got you. I'll I'll go ahead and let you be lazy. Nah, like he ain't give us no lazy bones. (laughs) So listen, man. Exactly. So the kingdom part of the identity comes from being a citizen in God's kingdom. Just like we have every time when someone comes over to America, they actually have to get, they have to go through a process to actually become an American. Mm -hmm. Once they become an American, now they have an American identity. Mm -hmm. But before that, they don't have an American identity. They don't have a California ID. They wouldn't have a a New York ID, right? right? So until you actually become, until you actually join god's kingdom you unfortunately are not walking in your kingdom identity you might be walking in identity but you're not walking in kingdom identity and that's very unfortunate that's very unfortunate
1: so he, to me this is the 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 great grief that i have for the church
0: yeah okay. oh, man. I, I i look at some of that that process that you just named
1: about mm-hmm. like becoming an american citizen as you know like the process of sanctification right like yeah. you saved, like, or you have a process of sanctification of becoming part of god's kingdom the issue is they they receive the citizenship they realize where they are okay i'm in america now what they don't know is their rights what <sighs> they don't know is their their
0: benefits that they get from being a citizen right, right? Your your, your the, the benefits
1: are supposed to change because your government has changed. Right, and your government is different, right? So a lot of people we get in, we become believers, but we don't realize all the benefits that's sp- that we're supposed to get as citizens, all the rights that we have, all the promises that's in the word that God gave us that we're supposed to be living in right now. Right? we just got citizenship, but we living like we still in the third
0: world country that we pulled up from, <laughs> right? Right, <laughs> for <laughs> real, we're for not real. Supposed to be
1: living like that.
0: No, yeah, that's that's like that is one hundred, right? So here's something that I want people to understand, and I'm gonna use the earthquake and aftershock analogy. One, uh, and let me let me do this real quick. I did find out that an aftershock is an earthquake. It's just a smaller version of the earthquake that hits. So it's still an earthquake. It's just not the earthquake. You get what I mean? So, when we come to understand our identity, that is... Wait, I'm sorry. Let me back up. Let me back up. A lot of times, we don't realize that the domain that we are supposed to rule over is our mind. Mm -hmm. We think it's supposed to be outwardly. So it's supposed to be money. It's supposed to be our homes. It's supposed to be, you know, everything but here. And in reality, the truth of the matter is that all comes secondary. If I'm not ruling this, I can't rule anything else. Because it's almost like, I I want to say it like this. Everything else outside of the mind... Benefits from what you take care of in the mind
1: right, right. Or lacks
0: benefit of everything that you don't c- take care of in the mind mm-hmm. And so we we see It's, it's just like seeing the, the aftershock in the earthquake We could have a 10.0 earthquake that hits in Ontario San Bernardino will feel that aftershock because it's a 10.0 So we'll feel that aftershock
1: yeah, if
0: it's is ten point you definitely gonna feel it, right? But what I but what I really want people to understand is you you're not feeling the earthquake. So we say earthquake when we feel the aftershock. And even though to a degree that's true, well we're we're thinking that it's the earthquake. It is the primary earthquake that took that happened, that took place. And that's not the case. It starts in one place And it begins to spread out until it can't spread out no more. And obviously, clearly, the bigger the earthquake, the the further the aftershock is going to go. Right. Right? But it's the same thing with our minds. We got to start here first and then allow the aftershock from our minds to spread out into our marriage. Into fatherhood, into our homes, into our businesses, into our jobs, into schools, into the government, into every other area of life there is. But if I don't land an earthquake here, I cannot land aftershocks outwardly.
1: Right. So y'all hear that? Y'all minds are supposed to be shaking. We need minds to be shaking after this podcast. You know, and one of the reasons why I think a lot of people. Uh, you know, I've been teaching on prayer lately One of the reasons why I think a lot of people aren't really praying like they're supposed to be Or even reading the Bible like like they should be or they could be You know, because I, I say could be Because there's more benefits from choosing to do so uh, Without it being assigned to you But I don't think they're doing it because they're not getting their minds blown mm-hmm. nothing's shaking in the head, right? They're, they're, they're reading it or they're praying and nothing's happening The reason why I I get passionate, I get excited uh, about reading the Bible or I get excited about praying in the morning is because God's still blowing my mind. There's still earthquakes happening in my head that can manifest itself outside uh, in my body or in the circumstances that I'm in. But that constantly has to be happening. And we have to develop this passion for wanting things to be revealed to us by God on a consistent basis. It's just like earlier when you talked about learning. You know, when mm-hmm. you stop learning, you stop living, right? Right, and we got to keep on learning from God. We stop learning from God. You know, like I, I, I talked about this last night in the class. Like that arrogance, that feeling like we know everything because mm-hmm. we read the Bible mm. once or twice. You know, or I've had people approach me, bro. This is one of the worst things somebody can tell me because it doesn't impress me. If they tell me, man, you know, I, I read the Bible front to back. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you know what? Why would you tell me that? That's, don't know,
0: that's, you don't remember everything <laughs> that you read. What
1: is that bad? You know? Like so I that that kills me right there. You know, I I so that that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that you've arrived. Like the Bible is a the word is alive. There's right. still things that's gonna happen in your life. There's too many times that I've read a scripture and then came back to that scripture a year later and been like, dang, I ain't know it said that. Right. You know what I mean? So that's you gotta keep reading. You gotta keep going, keep learning from God. Right, that to me, that's a that that puts a box on God's intelligence. You telling me yep. he only had forty years of things to tell you? <laughs> no,
0: he got more than that. You know what I mean? No, you learn from him till you die. Right. So that's that's
1: how I feel, man. So I, I'm with you on the Earth, but man, Your mind's got to be shaking all yeah. the time. Your mind should be shaking every morning.
0: Absolutely. So listen, we got like ten minutes left, bro. Yeah, like I feel like low key, I'd be annoyed. That it seemed like it go by so fast, because sometimes it feels like we were just started like thirty minutes ago, when it's like really almost an hour. So listen, I want to <laughs> get to this question, but it's been great because we're actually getting through everything that we've we talked about getting through, right for th- for this particular episode. So here's my question to you, and this is a question that I even, even I'm going to answer, right? How have your experiences Okay How have your experiences Impacted your belief In your kingdom identity And I want people to think about that too I want y'all to answer that for yourselves too Like I want y'all to take time at home And really deal with that question Because that's a very Serious Matter That if you can deal with that After this After this class so to speak If you can deal with that I think you can actually start to See your your kingdom identity. I was gonna say identity. See your kingdom identity a lot more clearer. But how how has that for you and I'll answer after you, but how's that happen, how has that affected your belief in your kingdom identity?
1: So first I wanna say that it still does. Hmm. Uh, there's still moments from hmm. my past that still pop up. So just like how we just talked about, you know, you never stop learning, right? So I'm still always learning about myself, too. There's still things from my past that pop in my mind. So one, for example, uh, there was one day I was working on like a video. I think I was working on a video. And I was almost done with the video. And I had a thought in my head, like, after I was done, um, they say, Dre, you always being so dramatic. Like, and that was, I was almost finished with it. And I had the thought. It just came to me. And I've noticed that I've thought this before. Like, when I'm about to finish something that, you know, I, I like to dramatize the things when I make stuff. Right. So I was thinking, like, where did that thought come from? And I had to realize there was a conversation that I was having with a family member that told me that. And when they told me that, I threw the whole video away. And this was, like, a year uh, some It was like, years ago. What? Yeah. Um, but I didn't even remember what the thought came. But I stopped and I asked myself, where did this thought come from? Now I remember the first time I heard it. You know, sometimes you have conversations with people, and something sticks with you that's good. Yeah. The bad things stick with you too. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. There's certain thoughts that I have in my head that I didn't even realize came from somebody saying something to me, uh, and it stops me from doing stuff in my future. Stops me from doing stuff in my current circumstances. Um, so it still pops up. I uh, will tell you another thing too that pops up that I I feel like this will take a lifetime to work out of. I'm enjoying the journey because I love defeating the mindset. Mm. Um, Y'all should write that down. Y'all love defeating your mindset.
0: Oh man, I'm gonna to uh. So poverty is one of man. poverty that it it's a mindset. You
1: know, it's it's not just what you have in your pockets. It's how you think about your resources. How you think about where they come from. And I and I had to get tired of living in scarcity. You know, Mm. so there's still moments where you know. Money starts to become good, and I don't steward it. I feel like correctly because I'm afraid to lose it again. Yeah, you know, I'm so afraid to lose it again because I've been without it for so long. Right, so there's still experiences that I have that come and try to affect my future. But the way that I defeat that is just remembering my status with Christ. I remember where I'm at, who I'm supposed to be. You know, really, most of us can get past our hurts, get past. The things that happen to us, if we just keep reminding ourselves of how important we are, how much value we have, right? It's that value that hits us, that brings that gratitude. Like when we mm-hmm. get, when we feel valuable, you feel confident. When you feel uh, valuable, you feel important all over again, right? So it's, it's that value that you want to continue to add on to your life uh, that changes how you feel about everything. So that's how I defeat that mindset. But yeah, uh, those experiences, that's the
0: fight. That's the mental battle, right, mm. that you have with yourself. So yeah, I'm, I'm still being affected, but I'm working. So for me, and I'll actually give uh, just a quick story of, uh, of how it's affected me. I had one of my favorite cousins. He, I used so I so let me give the backstory real quick, just real short. I grew up in in the church that I grew up in playing drums, right? So. Eventually, I got to a point where I was starting like wanting to get better, so I would actually want to get around other drummers and go to sheds and things like that. So, for this particular day that I went, I went with my uh, my cousin at the time that we were not. I don't want to say at the time because that makes it seem like we're no longer cousins. That's not true, but we at at that particular time we were hanging like really tough, right? <laughs> so. Went with him, we went to, this, um, to the shed, and he was like, yo, man, you should give up rapping and just stick to drumming. Now, I don't think he had any ill intentions when he said that. I think what might have happened was at the time, he saw the potential I had to become a better drummer. And maybe he felt like, dude, you're already like really on the path of really trying to get better at drumming. Just stick with that, just stick to that one thing. Two things, though, what happens in life. One, the devil will use some of the people that's most closest to you. And he'll slip them a thought. And sometimes people are not aware of where that thought comes from. And they just run with it. They don't think about it beforehand. They just think, oh, yeah, you know. And maybe to a degree that's how he was feeling, too. But... That affected me, that affected how I see myself, right? That affected my belief in my kingdom identity, that affected my belief in just even my identity. But then the other thing is not everybody, you can't allow everybody to speak into your life, no matter how close you are to them. That's true. No matter how intimate the relationship is, some people are just not in the right space in the right frame of mind, in the right emotional place, in the right mental place to speak into your life, the right spiritual place, especially. Some people are just not in the right space to speak into your life. And so you, we have to be aware that, okay, this person, they're not as spiritually mature, first and foremost. Then I have to look at, okay, how are they mentally? How are they emotionally? If they're not mature, first and foremost spiritually, you definitely don't want them to speak into your life. But if maybe they are mature spiritually, but emotionally, they're not as mature. Because sometimes we speak from our emotions and not so much spiritual. Because we can be spiritually mature and still slump down, so to speak, and speak from an emotional place. And that emotional place might be a place of hurt. Not a place of healing or a wholeness. Or they could be speaking from a, a mental place that's not that mature yet. And they speak and they speak into their life. And if you're not careful, you will receive that. I received it, but I'm going to tell you why I received it. I received it because I already had issues with believing in myself in the first place. Mm-hmm. So when I saw somebody that was better than me on drums Saying to me, yo, you should stick to drums It was almost like, oh, well, you know, if they saying that Subconsciously I'm thinking, oh, that'd be, oh, okay They saying I can play drums then Okay, let me just go ahead and do drums When you're not secure in yourself mm-hmm. And other people start to speak into your life that That can become a problem for you, right? So that's how that affected me. And even to this day, I still battle not so much that particular situation, but just other things, that, other times when people spoke into my life that did not always believe, did not always believe in me. Um, it, it's still it's still a struggle sometimes. So we got like two minutes, really. So this is what we're going to do with these last two minutes. We couldn't really get to the to the last question. Uh, so what we're going to do is... This would be, since we're doing a second part to, so the third episode next week is actually going to be the second part to this subtopic Kingdom Identity, right? So we'll actually pick up with this question, which is, what has your identity been as a father, husband, brother, and believer, and what do you think it should be? Okay, so we're going to pick up with that next week. People, come back, hang out with us.
1: You got to pull up. You got to
0: pull up. Pull up. Like, don't leave us stranded. Don't leave us hanging, all right? <laughs> we want y'all to come in and join in with us. Listen, go to Apple Podcasts. give us an, a a rating. Five, of course, because it's a five-star show. Leave a review. Leave a review. Leave your thoughts. Yeah. Give us some suggestions. Give us give us feedback on the on each episode if you can even. Um, but give us give us suggestions on what you guys would like to actually hear us flip the switch on. Cause we don't want to just do what we think. Yes, we pray, and yes, we are. We converse about these topics, and actually come into agreement about what we're going to talk about. But at the end of the day, again, like I said earlier in the beginning, this is not just our podcast. This is y'all podcast. So we want you guys to get what you need, and that's not always such a, a super spiritual thing to just go to guy and be like, oh, okay, guy. No, like y'all y'all got the right to speak up too. So listen, we want to hear you guys out. Come hang out with us next Friday. Every Friday, flip the switch podcast. This is what we do. We instigating the truth, baby. <laughs> we out. That my favorite time to stay up. Uh, hey. Watch me flip, flip the switch, switch like this. this. Watch me flip the switch raise, like, raise, this. like this. Raised from yeah. the grave. Time to wake up. I can feel my face, time to stay. Uh, my name, Watch me flip the, the switch cool. like this. Watch me flip no the love. switch like this. I flip the switch ever since I put the emphasis on the infinite. Took my pain, flipped that in the bliss.